going to get right into our lesson because um, we have some ground to cover. We've been talking about how to move forward into revival in the new year. We're still in January. It's hard to believe things are going by so fast. Someone told me that's because you're getting older, Brother French. And I said, I, I don't like that. No, I, I didn't say that. Um, but of course, that could be. I don't know. But it does seem like things are going by very, very quickly. But we need to always be. How many knows that young or old, we can have revival and we can trust God for revival. So our lesson today is entitled Onward. And so a new year and renewed faith. We're going to Second Timothy. We're going to go back to it. Let's talk a little bit about it. Second uh, Timothy, chapter two, verse three. So if you have your Bibles and you could follow this, of course, um, but it, it's good for you to grab your Bible and uh, follow along. Second uh, Timothy Chapter 2 and verse 3. We're going to read a couple verses. This was our key verse. This is actually the third lesson, as you know, but we're looking at uh, verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness. Everyone say hardness. And of course, so what does the word hardness mean? Do you see that? Let's see. What, 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 where's my. Uh, I have a super. Oh no. I have a super pointer somewhere. All right, well, we don't have the super pointer. Somewhere between here and my memory, I have set it down somewhere. But the word hardness is from the Greek word that means basically uh, in the midst of your difficulties or even better in terms of the Greek word, you're suffering whenever you're suffering. So to endure suffering. Now, nobody wants to hear this, so I can tell, I can just hear the mind. Click, 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 click. I don't want to hear about that. No suffering, you know. The truth is that everybody in this room has faced hardship and suffering. And uh, the question, though, is how are you going to endure it? Are you going to endure it, uh, it with faith and with a vision to go beyond it? How many knows that God is able to get you past your struggle, whatever it is? And many times it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. In fact, it's not easy. But to endure suffering or hardness, uh, he, he compares it to, and this is the reason that we're using the passage, to endure it as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So comparing our lives to uh, the life of a soldier because <clears throat> we're, in, we're in a great battle. Now, I want to tell you what I believe in. When this, I'm not going to get into prophecy. You, I, you, you know I would never do that. And so um, I, I, I believe that America. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you what I think. That way it'll be on tape. And when I'm gone, you can say Brother French said it. I believe America is in grave danger right now. It is. You can think. You're not saying a word. I'm not saying it because of what you think. America is in trouble. I can still sing God bless America and mean it. Even though our streets are filled with violence, even though our politicians are playing games, and even though the, the nation is filled with sin, I can still pray God bless because the blessing I'm praying for is not material. It is spiritual. Bless America. But America will not be blessed it will, in fact, be judged if it does not repent, as all nations will. He holds all nations in his hands. But what is even more critical is that everything we are seeing is the fulfillment of prophecy. 
It's the fulfillment of prophecy. Talk to these people that don't believe the Bible about uh, the different aspects of prophecy. We're getting ready, not, not in the next few weeks, but soon we're going to do uh, what I call the basics of prophecy because I realize that so many times people don't understand the basics of prophecy. Why is Israel critical to the entire prophetic story and so on? So in fact, we're, we're in a great battle and the Lord's going to help us so we can renew our faith. So whatever you're, whatever you're going through, I want to bring it right back to you now. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, the Lord can send you forward into revival in the midst of your difficulty, just like a soldier in, in battle. Praise God. So whatever the Lord has in store, listen, I'm not, I'm not assuming that, that uh, tomorrow I'm going to just have everything I want and life's going to be easy. I'm not assuming that. I'm assuming that if I have blessings, I should thank God for them. Hallelujah. I get amazed at people that are blessed and they cannot seem to praise God for it. That's America's problem, by the way. And you need to be very careful of allowing the spirit of our American culture. Now, I'm not trying to be hard on America because it's true of the entire world. But you can be so affected by the mentality of the world that it causes you to see things in a false way. You do not really see what's going on. I, of course, I don't expect my neighbors who are unsaved to understand spiritual things. They, they, they don't. But I do expect children of God to re realize, or from my own heart, to realize that no matter what I'm facing, no matter how hard it may be. Do, do any of you, don't, don't, you don't have to respond. Do any of you really believe that God knows what's best for us? See, do you, I, don't, I, I just want you to think. Because I'm, I'm worried that many Christians do not believe it. That's why the minute something happens, they don't understand. Oh, now, I, I, I mean, not understanding hardship is, is natural. So we're not trying to be over uh, hard on people. But when you are walking with God, you know that whatever, like, I, I mean, why complain about about how old you are. Now, what I mean by that is, that's Lord, that sounded, that really sounded good. Um, what I mean by that, of course, I never hear young people say, oh, I'm so young. Hardly ever hear that. So what we're really complaining about is that we're seeing the in, we're seeing life uh, become different. We're older. Now, if, you, if someone said, well, yeah, but I can barely move. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that you, you can barely move. <laughs> I hope I'm not telling anybody. Someone told me that just this weekend. They can barely move, whoever it was. Uh, and, and I'm trying to say that, that, okay, if you can barely move, oh, I can barely move. Well, then you're saying, I don't feel very good. But if you can barely move, you know the one thing you should do? is you should at least move to say, I want to praise the Lord. I can barely lift my hand, but I'm going to praise the Lord. See, Job said, even though uh, the, the worms devour my flesh, I'm going to praise him because I love him. Hallelujah. 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 Because, you know, when you love someone, 
When you love them, you treat them with love. You, it's just natural. I mean, it's, 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 it's just the way it is. You love someone. It's like, you ever seen someone uh, around a, like a brand new baby, how they act? Have you ever noticed? I was noticing just, I won't, I, I'm not, I don't remember if this is someone in this room, but they were, they were right up in the baby. And, and, and I'd never seen them do that. I mean, of course, I mean, they, they, you do that to a small baby. But, but it was the fact that I'd never seen them go into that mode. And they were just, they, one moment they were this normal person. And then the baby, and they were speaking some language. And the baby responded just like they were. It's like, oh, another baby. No, no, they, they, they responded to this person. I can't remember who that was, but it's just natural. When you, when you're, when you love, then it, it, it just, it just comes out. It's a part of what you're doing. So we're in a great battle, but the Lord is going to renew our faith just like a soldier. The reason I think Paul or the Lord and the Bible wants us to think of it in terms of an army and a soldier is that we all realize that when we're when we're uh, when we think of a of a soldier, we think of someone. How many knows that a soldier has signed up to be willing to give their life? Give their lives like when I, I used to my first job when I was in Harrisburg. I have I have a family over here uh, in into the wedding and my first job in Harrisburg was at the library. And I, I walked in and of course that was perfect for me. And I said, I'd like to work at the library. They hired me on the spot because they saw how thick my glasses were. No, they they hired me and I didn't say, listen, I want the job. I'm willing to give my life for this. I, I, I wouldn't do that if they just said, well, you've got to give you've got to be willing to give your life. For the library, I would say, well, I'm going to work at McDonald's. We don't do that. But in the kingdom of God, we are giving our lives. And so it, when we think of a soldier, we think of someone that's uh, the courage. I mean, when I was uh, telling the prayer meeting the other day about the uh, um, the, the song. Uh, oh, what, what is what's our national anthem? What's it? I'm drawing a blank. You know, the Star Spangled Banner. And I just read the history of it. I mean, I was just weeping through the whole thing because I'd never heard the, you know, I'd never heard the whole story. I'd never read the whole story. But as they were fighting and the British were bombing the harbor and they said, when the flag falls, that then it's over. We're taking over America. And, and th th what was happening, they couldn't figure out all through the night. And that's why the song said, is the flag still waving and whatever, you know, I mean, that doesn't say it like that. But anyway, is it still there and so on? And, and uh, Scott Key was a lawyer that had been a, hired by the government to negotiate with the British. And the British said, you had better tell the Americans that we're going to bomb. They sent every ship that England had. That's what I read to the coast and bomb that harbor until they said, we're going to bomb just that flag. And when the flag goes down, we're coming in. And all through the night, they, they sent word, how is that flag still flying? 
They knew they'd obliterated it. Well, it wasn't. What they kept doing was every time it would fall, more would come and put it back up in the midst of all the, you know, the debris. And the, it would go. And then when and everybody was killed that, that, that raised the flag, every one of them. And at, when they got done, the flag was leaning like this because it was in a mound of soldiers that had given their life. That's all that was holding it up, was a mound of men that had given their lives. So, see, I, I mean, I don't know any of them. I, 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 I mean, it, it seems emotional, but I want to tell you what I think. When somebody did that for me, then I think, wow, that's a soldier. That's really why I think Paul is bringing this up. We're, we are soldiers. We are committed. Can we just lift our hands and tell the Lord, I want to be what you want me to be. Lord, that's, that's my desire. To be a soldier. And we thank you for it. Now, let's go a bit further. I know I'm taking it slow. Way too slow. Thou therefore endure hard, hardness as a good soldier of Christ. Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. Which means, of course, uh, in terms of a soldier, it would mean civilian life. But in terms of, a, uh, of us as Christians, it means this world, we, we don't let ourselves become so entangled in the world. See, this is what I'm seeing going on right now among my own brethren. There's, a, there's this desire to get all caught up in things that they used to would never have done. It does bother me when people would rather talk about golf than the kingdom. I, I, it just bothers me. Now, I love it. I love to golf, but, but I purposely refrain most of the time because I'm pathetic, number one. But also because I, I, they, I'm not going to just let, I'm not going to let anything in this world become something that, it, you know what it means to be tangled up in it? Do you, do you get that? I've given you a little idiom. One, one way to say it is to get have you ever heard they they're tie, what did it, they get tied up? Anybody knows what that means? They get tied up in it. So what happens when you're entangled? It means you're you're caught up in it in a way, the affairs of this life and so on. That you can't be a soldier. You cannot be. You can't love two things at the same time. This world is not my home. Anybody know this world is not my home? Now that doesn't mean I don't care. I do care. But what I'm doing here is I'm getting ready. To see the Lord. That's what I'm, I'm heading to see the Lord. That he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So without faith we become bound up with the things of this world. And so we need to pray that God will help us not to be tangled up in it. Someone said, well, I'm going to school. And I, I'm, all, I'm all for that. But you don't, don't let school tangle you up in this world. Someone said, well, I'm making money. You know how many, uh, I can count more people that lost their way spiritually because of their money or their education or their friends. They chose the wrong friends. They let somebody influence. They walk in. Well, my boyfriend said, well, your boyfriend needs to seek the Lord. Because they got caught up and entangled in the world. Now, so forward vision requires that we focus our priorities on faith. So could we just pray for revival right now? We're going to take another moment. Father, I pray for revival that we'll focus our hearts on you and give you praise. And we thank you for it in Jesus name.
Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's go back. Now, we want to talk about how to focus. First of all, be creative. Let's go to the next one. In conquering the frustrations in your life. So whatever you're facing, if it's really hard or maybe uh, uh, some people wouldn't think of it as difficult, but you do and so on, then you have to really work at it. Most people tend to not keep their eyes open. They're not listening. They're not paying attention. Now, number two, the power of prayer and worship can infuse your life with an enthusiasm rather than doubt and fear and failure. And how many knows that we need that? We need to have faith in our lives. So we need to pray more and we need to worship more. We don't need to be praying less. How many knows that we need to be praying more than we've ever prayed before? And it wouldn't hurt you to get out to a prayer meeting. You could get up and go. And let me tell you something else. Oh, whoa, boy. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm, I, just, I just got the horses. I got them calm here. I was about to say that. This French isn't even in here. I could have said it. But anyway. I, I'm, I'm calm now. I've often wondered, you know, they didn't, they didn't come to prayer. What were they doing? What were they doing? Now, of course, there are many reasons. Some people work and so on. Some people just can't. They work all day. They're exhausted. I mean, we understand. But there is nothing more important than prayer. And if you're not at a prayer meeting, what should you be doing? Praying. Wherever you are, you should be praying. All right, so we need to learn from the mistakes, our own mistakes and other people's mistakes. Everybody say learn. Deal with the stresses in your life. In other words, you can't just let them go. You can't just say, you know, if you said to your wife, your pancakes taste like, if you said that, you can't say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Because you can't, that's one of the laws. You know, that's in the Bible. You cannot criticize her pancakes. That's in the Bible. Now, if, if they're breaking your teeth, you could probably mentioned that you know my teeth are hurting or something like that but you uh you just you're creative with it uh how do you like this dress oh oh that dress mm. wow wow that dress mm, mm, mm. there's ways i mean you you know and and you just stay creative now sister french and i we, she's not in here is she <laughs> hallelujah all right so <laughs> she uh We've, we've got our own language. I don't even have to really say it. She answers almost, almost all of my questions before I get the question out. Like just yesterday, I, I don't know how many times I said, well, what about, I've, I've already done that. I'm like, wait, I haven't even said it. And, but she knows exactly. It's like she reads my mind. So we've got this thing where she'll say, I, I, you don't like it, do you? I said, I didn't say that. And she'll say, well, yeah, but you, the, the, the way you held your mouth, the side of your mouth went down just a little bit. I saw that. No, I do. I like, I, 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 uh, uh, well, you know, I, I, um, but I really love that, the red one. I love that. Oh, that one. I love that one. So you deal with your stresses. You strive for joy in living and in serving the Lord. That, that's really the goal. If you're not striving for joy, listen, nobody's going to serve the Lord long that can't find joy in serving God. I want to tell you something. It's a joy to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. 
It's a joy. Put your hands together and say, it's a joy to clap my hands unto the Lord. It is a joy to serve God. Never allow the enemy to steal your peace. Now, I know this is a tough one because sometimes uh, this is hard. But don't you just tell the devil. You tell the devil, get out of here. And I'm going to tell you something else. You need to start pleading the blood over your family. You need to pray for your children, your grandchildren. You need to say, devil, you're not getting near them. Someone said, but your, 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 your grandson, so and so, doesn't matter. I'm praying for my children. Praise God. Trust that God believes in you because he does. He cares for you because he does. And he will produce a godly confidence and a reliance upon him. Now, let's go to the next one. We're going to skip this, but uh, let's look at the disappointment valley for just a moment. Because disappointment is the number one thing that causes people to fail God is disappointment. Many times they uh, look at the definition. I, oh, uh, uh, well, you can see it right there. Um, the, a feeling of disappointment is, is, is disillusionment. When you feel disappointed, that's the discovery that something is not as good as one believed it to be. Like the church, for example. People will say, well, you know, just, I'm just disappointed with the church or whatever. Or I'm disappointed with God, or I'm disappointed with my marriage, or I'm disappointed. Disappointment is the number one uh, valley that you need to be careful with, because it can uh, it can cause you to lose your focus. Now so we're going back now to Proverbs. I want you to read it with me. The the yellow words I've put in there to to make it clearer. In other words, I'd retranslate it, but we're not going to read them. But can you read it with me? Let's try this. It's just really short. Let's read it together. There are many devices in a man's heart. Are we going to read it together? Or are we afraid to? Is it up there? Okay, let's try it again. I, I didn't hear anyone, but it, I don't believe that's old age. Here we go. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. What's going to prevail is what God has decided. Hallelujah. Someone said, I'm going to go to heaven. I don't have to obey the Bible. Got news for you. It won't happen because it's the counsel of the Lord that's going to prevail. Hallelujah. Someone said, well, the world's doing so and so. But you're not the world. You're the church. Praise God. The world can be dancing and doing all kinds of things. Doesn't mean you're doing it. You don't need to love the world. Love not the world, the Bible says. So our disappointment, our defeats, our times of disillusionment, they don't have to separate us from God. I want to pray for you right now. Let's just bow our heads. Father, I pray right now that every heart, every life will be impacted by your power, Lord, no matter what the devil's doing. And, Lord, I don't minimize it, but I pray for victory in every heart. Draw us closer to you, Lord, and we thank you for it. Everyone said amen. Amen. Now, let's go back to Galatians 6. All right. Now, the, what happens when we're discouraged is we become uh, tired or weary. And the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not what? He's not mocked. That is, uh, uh, you cannot mock God's justice. That's what the Bible means when it says you can't mock God. People do mock God, but the fact of the matter is you cannot deride the justice of God and be correct. Someone can say, well, uh, I don't believe there's a God, but okay, but 
that doesn't change anything. I mean, it may change what's going to happen in your heart and life, but it doesn't change the fact that there is a God. I had a, I was preaching for a pastor years ago in Arkansas. Do you remember the, I'm talking to our Arkansas crowd. Um, and uh, their name was, uh, oh, what was the name? Uh, Bono before Brother Murray. Anyway, what was their name? Harris. Yeah, Sister Harris was, is she still alive? She's still alive. Oh, I can't say this then. Okay. Uh, well, I can tell. I can tell it a different way. Um, she is a character, and I was there as young evangelist, and and uh, I, I'm thinking maybe Tritus was with. We were traveling together, and we were having good revival. And she came in and she said, and she did so many things that she would put like things in my coffee. She would buy a cup and it'd have a bug at the bottom. I mean. You know, in, you know, ceramic bug connected to the bottom. But you know what I mean. And then one day I went in and I was eating the beans and I had the big piece of wood. And it was in my mouth. And I said, I thought, oh, I'm not giving her the satisfaction. Because she'd been doing so many pranks on me. And so I got it out of my mouth and I said, aha. Like that. And she said, what's that? And I said, well, it's that piece of wood you put in my beans. She said, I didn't put that in. <laughs> she, she hadn't done it. But anyway, she said that um, her, she was with her daughter, and her daughter was was uh, just about like re ready to go to the hospital. And I believe that was the wife of the current pastor, right? And so uh, they they were coming to a train, and she said to her daughter, "Listen, I've been seeing things, and I I know that train's not there, but there really was a train coming across the tracks." She said, "So I'm not stopping." And she said, "Mom, there really is a train." No, don't don't humor me. I'm, I'm I've been hallucinating. And, and, and the daughter started, you know, she said, I'm not stopping. I know it's not there. But see, saying there's no train there doesn't change a thing. You can't mock him. That's what it means. You can't. Now, you can, you can open your mouth and mock him with your mouth. But the justice of God is correct. No matter what anybody thinks about it. The Lord is coming. He's going to judge the entire world. He's going to be right when it's all over with. Hallelujah. And then we're going to know everything we need to know. God's going to, so be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, he's going to reap that. God's not going to be mocked. He's not going to be. Uh, so no, no one's going to be able to be right in saying he, he's unjust. Nope, it won't happen. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth through the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And so it is. that. Now, verse 9, let's go to the next one. And let us not be weary. Everybody say weary. Let's read that together. And let us not be weary in well-doing. One more time. And let us not be weary in well-doing. So it's, a, it's Bible. I'm teaching about it because... I believe one of the great obstacles to our faith is that we become discouraged and we become, in our discouragement, we become weary. Now, of course, it's telling us not to be weary, but, of course, the Bible knows that people get weary. What it's really telling us is don't allow your weariness to affect your focus. You've got to stay no matter what. Now, we're in a sinful world, and, uh, you know, sometimes we pray, Lord, we're in a sinful world. And then the Lord could say back, well, what do you want me to do? See? 
But Lord, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know. You just, you got to help me because I, I, I'm weary. I'm, I'm doing the best I know to do. And so it is. So we trust God no matter what happens. Can you say amen? Now let's go to Jacob. I'm going to close with this, as you know, because I'm, I'm getting close. All right. <clears throat> We're talking about Rebecca and uh, Jacob. Everyone said amen. Now, Jacob uh, didn't steal the blessing from Esau by himself. His mother uh, helped him, or we might even say she instigated it. So I'm, I'm going to take this very, I'm going to be very careful here. And uh, there are many issues going on here. We all know that Jacob ended up turning to God and he had his... Uh, experience with God, it changed his life. I'm not, I'm not going to go that far into the story, but I want to, I want to look at the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. So let's read from verse 23. I'm reading a little bit of it. So he blessed him. So Jacob, uh, as you know, uh, his mother said, get, get some fur from an animal and put it on yourself because Esau was hairy. And, and, uh, and then when he reaches over to your arm, cause he was nearly blind, or was blind. He had to be. It, it appears he was totally blind. So the Bible says he blessed him. He walked in. He said, who, who are you? He said, I'm, I'm Esau. And he said, you don't sound like Esau. Oh, I got a sore throat. You know, whatever he said. He completely, whatever he had to do, he just connived. And so Jake, uh, so Isaac, I don't know what I said a moment ago. Isaac blessed Jacob. And he said, Art thou my very son? And Jacob said, I am. So the scriptures then in chapter 27 tell us that Jacob then quickly got out because you could, he could literally hear Esau getting off of his horse. And, 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 and the men out there stirring, and we got to get out of quick. And he went out, and just as he gets out of the tent, Esau comes in with the, with the venison that his father, the whole story is in there, of course, and says, here it is, Father. You asked me to bring, to go catch it and fix it and bring it, and I fixed it. And he said, how, how did you do it? Told, told Jacob earlier, how did you do it so quickly? Because Jacob brought it in uh, almost immediately after he said, go out. Esau comes in with, he has the, he's the rightful firstborn. And he says, I'm here to receive my blessing. And, and here's what the Bible says in verse 33. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly. So there you can tell that's some interesting translating of the Hebrew. Isaac trembled very exceedingly. So let's just suffice it to say he, he was um, absolutely shaking from re realization that someone had come in. And then, of course, he said, your brother has your brother has done it again. And, and, and uh, of course, the very name Jacob meant a deceiver. And he says, I have blessed Jacob. And he shall be blessed. See, so the interesting spiritual point of the blessing of the Old Testament, as it says there, the transfer of the father to son blessing represents the yearning and the requirement of every human heart. 
So let's ask, a, a, let's ask a basic question. Let's not be psychologists. Let's just ask a question. Why does a young man go to, into a store and shoot someone in the store for a pack of cigarettes? Why do they do that? Are you going to tell me because they need a pack of cigarettes? So they do that because they need a pack of cigarettes or whatever they, they do. No, the, the human heart is filled with its own evil because of the yearnings of that heart. The sin that has filled that heart. So they, they're yearning for something and they reach out for life and they get a hold of sin. And, of course, someone comes along and says, well, you're tough. You can get a gun. You can do that, whatever. And, and then uh, and all the things that people do, sin is based upon the fact that the yearnings of the heart, something's wrong and somebody's acting out in crazy ways. So that's not psychology, my friend. That's a fact. When you take, I was reading of this couple, this elderly couple, they broke in their home. I wanted, I prayed, Lord, I know they're dead, but I pray that you will bring justice to that family. See, some people think Christians have to pray, oh, we're just, oh, we just, oh, we're so good. No, I didn't do that. I said, Lord, I pray that young man. That you will help them. Now, when when the folks stole Sister French, she's not here yet, is she? Uh, they stole our furniture we put in uh, storage that we had worked on for, we basically recovered it and so on with this imported stuff. And, and I would, would just, of course, I loved it too much. The Lord said, goodbye, goodbye to that. They broke in and stole it. And I started praying right in the car. I said, Lord, I pray the springs come through and get a, get a hold of them, Lord. And Sister French said, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? I said, I'm praying for them. She said, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. I'm praying for them. She said, you're praying that the springs will. And I said, Lord, I'm taking back my, my last prayer. I'm, I, I, don't, I don't mean that. I do pray for them. I pray that you'll reach out to them. We'll never know who they are, but I pray they'll be saved. They stole our stuff, and now it's my job. I don't want to do it. But Sister French was sitting, I don't want to do it, but I pray for them. Let me tell you, someone kills your baby. We're not talking a bottle of pop. Someone thinks that because they've never had that happen to their life that someone else ought to act like it's just life's a bowl of cherries or something. Let me tell you, my friend, no matter what happens, God is bigger than the anguish that's going on inside of you. What's happening is how many knows God has the whole world in his hand? Praise God, praise God, praise God. When we had a million dollars worth of medical bills and not a dime in my pocket, God was still able. Guess what? It was paid. God helped us. The, the family was brought into healing. We saw our children healed. Why? Because God is able. Does anybody believe God is able? That's the God that we're serving. He is able. Praise God. What we need is the blessing. Hallelujah. Everybody say the blessing. Esau said, I need the blessing. And Esau said, hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? 
And Esau said, Bless me, even me, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. The story of Esau is beyond what I hope to convey here this morning. But if we can obtain the blessing, and many, many people have never received the blessing. They don't have a blessing. They're anguished. They're filled with anguish. They're, they're troubled. Now, even I'm talking Christians that are troubled by the fact that they've got this anguish going on. But, but God is able to give you the blessing that you're looking for, to take care of the circumstance. Could we just bow our heads before? I got one more scripture. Let's just pray. Father, I pray for each and every one, for families. I pray for those that are struggling with, with things that have happened in their life, disappointments and, and, and downright uh, despair, Lord. I pray right now that you'll bless us and help us to know that you're able to give us exactly what we need. Now, I want to read one more scripture. This, oh, oh wait. Oh, oh, I thought this was my last scripture. Okay, so if we're going to go forward, let's go to the eagle here. Uh, we, we need the empowerment to win the battle that's in our hearts. And then, of course, Isaiah gave us, we'll get back to this in our study of Isaiah on Wednesday night. So he says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So when you're weary, how many knows that he can give us strength in whatever we're facing? Now, let's go to the loud. We'll come back to that another time. All right. So our, our one's own needs are often kept hidden within. Let's go to the next one. It is difficult to believe the extent of pain that results from, let's say, parental rejection or lack of love or the failure to receive acceptance or approval. Uh, people have we're living in a world where families are torn apart and their lives are in trouble. That, that can't be the final word. God has the final word. The fact that it impacts all of life's relationships seems very hard to accept or believe. Few people, few, I mean, believe there is a remedy for the searching of the blessing when, in fact, there is a remedy. Now, I want to draw attention. Let's stand. This is my final word. And we're looking at Mark chapter 10. And we're going to pray. And we're going to let the praise team come on in here. All right. And Jesus, or he, Jesus, took the children. He took them up in his arms. He put his hand up on them and blessed them. Hallelujah. Now, if you think that means he prayed a prayer and just said a few words, then you've missed the reality of what Jesus did here. But it also tells us the way we should uh, uh, the way we should treat our own children. We should treat them with blessing. But it is more than just words. It is the action and it is the reality of blessing and how many knows that God is able to bless us in ways? And then we can bless him. Let's lift our hands. We, we need to stop. Father, I thank you today because you're the God that can help us with every circumstance. Lord, whatever the need is today, I ask you to send down the power that your will be done. Lord, we thank you for it and give us strength. And we love you and praise you.